Come on, if you need a breakthrough, I've been here. Let me hear you make some noise. Habakkuk 2.4 says the just shall live by faith. But how does one do that? Live by faith. Let's find out today on another edition of Faith to Live By with Pastor Larry Millender and Pastor James Salter. Thank you for joining us today. This is Pastor Larry Millender. I'm here with Pastor James Salter, and this is Faith to Live By. We're glad that you have joined us today. And once again, it's our desire to bring an encouraging word to you, something to help you to get through the day, through the week, through the month, and through the year. And we believe today that with the greater one living inside of you, you can accomplish anything that God has put before you. You can endure anything. And uh, you come out on the winning side every time. So welcome, Pastor James. Hey, you just back from your vacation. Hey, yeah, I'm glad to be back in the studio with you, Pastor Larry, and with all our <laughs> listeners. And, you know, you made a statement there that made about bringing victory to everyday life. And uh, I just made the statement before we started recording about the long path the beautiful thing about the Word of God, Pastor Larry, that, you know, through the decades of walking with Jesus and ministry that you've been in and, and myself, that when we get the Word in us, there's going to be somewhere in our future where we're going to have to place a demand and a withdrawal on the seeds that we've been allowing to be planted on the inside of us. And so, you know, everyone in life is in different seasons and, you know, different places in, in their walk. But... The Word of God is something that will uh, always be valuable to us, that will always be necessary. And we may be at a place that really not much is going on, and, and so therefore there may be that tendency to kind of back off where our faith is concerned or back off where our, our worship and our intimacy with the Lord and the Word is. But we got to remember, every, every day we get the Word in us. It's something for our future also, not just now, but for our future. And um, I know that through the years, different revelations and insights that I've gotten from the Word, in that moment, it wasn't necessarily like actively needed, but somewhere down the road in my life, something would take place. And that Word that was placed in me a week, month, a year, two years, five years previously, then I could place a demand on it. So I just want to encourage our listeners, just when we get together with the Word, this word, it can impact our future and it can impact our present. So it's it's necessary. You know, while we're on that, I remember when Elaine and I were at Rama Bible College 35 years ago. And uh, Keith Moore had a little song that he, the Lord gave him through the Holy Spirit. And I think it was something to the tune of every day is a victory. Then in the next part, every day is a brighter day. Well, a day is only going to be what you see it as, mm -hmm. what you determine what kind of day you're going to have. Um, the Lord never promised us that we weren't going to have some difficulties, some yeah. adversity, some challenges. And I think that's where a lot of people miss it at times. Uh, Pastor James says that they think that when they commit their life to Christ that they're on easy street. Well, the easy part of that is that we have someone that's our advocate yeah. in the Holy Spirit. But the Lord never promised us you wouldn't have difficulty in life. And I remember when Elaine and I first got saved 45 years ago, I felt like, well, I've got Jesus on my side. I'm on his team now. Man, we're cooking. Uh, I thought there was some utopia out there, you know, that I was going to get to that 
there'll be no more problems. Well, the problem's still there. I just have a helper now. You know, he's my helper. And he sent the Holy Spirit to be our comforter and our helper and our advocate, our intercessor, our strengthener, our standby, all those things. Because he's the paraclete, one that's called alongside to help us to get through life. And it took me some time. I guess the first three or four years of being a baby Christian, I got a little discouraged at times thinking, well, where's God? You know, where is he at in the midst of all this? I thought I was going to have it good. Thought it was going to be easy peasy, you know. But then when I really got into the word of God, the year 1978, 79, I really started digging into the truths of the gospel and and the word of faith teaching at that time let me realize that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Even though I'm going to have difficulty and some challenges and some uh, hardships come my way, some obstacles in my path, I'm going to make it through it. And, but I had to determine that I was going to be victorious in it. Uh, it was my decision, not God's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think um, another piece of this puzzle is just having the right perspective and the right outlook. Um, I know the last couple, two or three weeks I've been meditating on these different scriptures where it talks about set your affection on things, set your mind uh, after the pattern of Jesus there in in Philippians. And so uh, a a lot of it has to do with our perspective and and just what I see in the word of God and and, and what, you know, Jesus is revealing to us is that we have to have a heavenly perspective and it's so easy to get sucked in to having our focus just merely on the natural, on the problems, on the giants, on the issues. But that shift really takes place when we realize where we're seated already. The Bible says we're seated in the heavenlies. And so we we have to have a heavenly perspective. And uh, that comes through the renewed mind. That that comes by getting the truth of, of the word of God on the inside of us, even if it's in seed form. And we're ready to receive it. It'll get into the soil of our heart. It'll begin to grow and it'll begin to produce some fruit of righteousness in us. But but having the right perspective, I believe it is very key into walking and living in victory. Even even in the face of, of issues, we still have the victory. Matter of fact, you alluded to it. Jesus said this, you know, in this world, you have many tribulations, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And so, again, we, we got to have the Jesus perspective, the heavenly perspective, because ultimately we've already won in him. Well, let's let's talk about that a little bit this morning. Kind of we're taking a side journey to where we were headed to start with. But let's, as we talk about that, I think some people need to hear that today. I heard it said years ago, and I can't remember who said it. I mean, there's been so many sermons and messages and services over 40-something years of serving God and preaching, they all run together. I remember hearing someone say years ago, said your outlook will determine your outcome. Mm -hmm. And it it all depends on how you see things, you know. We've heard the little saying, when when you look, do you see the glass half empty or do you see it half full? Half empty, you know, you're, you're a pessimist. Half full, you're an optimist. Well, Someone said an optimist is the person who falls off the Empire State Building 54 down. He says, so far, so good. I mean, it's still good (laughs) stuff. But uh, it's all in how you see things. What do you see? We set our affection on things above. Mm -hmm. You know, we we are our life is hid with Christ and God. So we're not looking necessarily, even though we're going through the natural things in the world, we're not looking at them alone. We look past that so to speak, because we're looking to Jesus, who's the author and finisher of our faith. 
Yeah, and that's uh, that's that's really uh, a, a powerful point again because it's it's about having the, the the heavenly perspective, having our our focus and our view on the promises, on the covenant, on the finish line, and I like what what Hebrews eleven one says. Um, I'll just I'll just read it out of the New King James version, and it's it's very very familiar to to most everyone but it says this now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen and so when we're talking about being optimistic and 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 uh having a positive outlook that's actually part of the word hope where where the word hope comes from it actually just simply means to have such a favorable outlook that you're looking for something good with an outstretched neck so when we're talking about optimism and and being positive and being a person of faith it's not just a a, a mere you know natural word of just having you know wishful thinking but it's actually knowing that we've got some promises and we've got a covenant that has been uh, ratified and sealed by jesus things that we can expect to come to pass in our life and um you, you know the the reality of it is uh, we have to have hope, not just when things are good, but we need hope when things are not going so good in the natural. So therefore, we set our affections on things above. We set our mind like Jesus set his mind and we cling to the word and the promises and the kingdom of God to manifest in this realm. So we have to have hope. We have to be optimistic. We have to be full of faith. I remember way back, had to be in the early 80s, I guess, maybe 8 or 81. We were so caught up back then in, in, in the new uh, praise and worship movement and the word of faith movement. I remember hearing someone say back then uh, about hope. Um, faith, is, faith is the substance of things hoped for. And I think a lot of times people discard hope um, I'm not talking about wishful thinking mm-hmm. I'm not talking about just a hoping and a praying but real hope uh, hope is the bedrock for faith without hope without a seed of hope you're never going to have any faith because faith is based on hope and I remember hearing someone preaching way back maybe Jerry Savelle he defined hope he said hope is the confident expectation for something good yeah. I like that. Yeah. And we can have that hope, which is eternal. Hope is is uh, it, it's the foundation for believing God for anything. We have hope to be healed, hope to prosper, hope to have victory, hope to overcome. The woman with the issue of blood. I, I love that scripture. When I was an evangelist back in the early 80s preaching, I, I preached a, a sermon from that passage of scripture in Mark about the woman with the issue of blood that she heard, she said, she did, and she was. She heard about Jesus, the things he had done. She said in her heart, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just touch him, just get near him. She did. She went and touched him through the crowd, pressed through the crowd, and then she was healed. And Jesus told her, daughter, your faith has made you whole. But somewhere in the very beginning of that, there had to be a seed of hope in her heart for that to happen. Yeah. Well, what's very interesting, I know several years ago, Pastor Larry, the Lord spoke to me and said, and he said this, the reason why many believers are not receiving anything from their faith is because their faith is not connected to anything. 
And so we really see in Hebrews 11, one, that faith is the substance of things hoped for. So if, if our, if our faith is not connected to something that we're expecting, then, then, then faith is really of no, of no use of no value. And so uh, again, hope is that, that, confident expectation of something good well I would call that the promises of God the covenant of God the life of God the life of the kingdom and so what happens is we, we we've almost made faith or created to become a doctrine all in itself but the, the power of faith is that faith is actually the substance or the foundation or the connection to whatever you're hoping for so faith in the promises of God, actually becomes so real it becomes so real on the inside of us that even though we don't see it faith says it's ours now and so then we walk it out expecting any moment for it to show up into our life so our faith has got to be connected to a confident outlook of something that god is promising so when when we have an attack on our body then we release our faith for healing when we're struggling financially then we release our our faith into the the provisional aspect of our Heavenly Father who said that uh, He's going to take care of us. He's going to provide for us. Don't worry about it. Just trust me. And so faith has got to be connected to something that we're expecting in our life. One of my favorite scriptures over the years is, is in Psalm 63, verse 5. And it is, it's very simple. It says, My soul wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. And I think there are several ways you can look at that passage of Scripture. Uh, I, I like to take a verse sometimes and just ex, expand it out, you know, and, and look at the various aspects of it. And and that verse of Scripture says, for my expectation is from Him. First of all, your expectation is in Him that He can do all things, that He is capable, able, and ready to come to your aid, to your rescue, to your side in your time of need. Mm-hmm. Secondly, when you say that, look at that verse, for, for my expectation is from him, that God is able to put that expectation in you. He's able to put hope in you. Mm-hmm. And and there have been times of in, in my personal life, in ministry, with my family, been times of discouragement. I, I remember a time way back in, in the mid-80s, I was traveling as an evangelist. I was preaching. I had been... Uh, Traveling up in Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, I had uh, bought plane tickets to take me to those places. And uh, when I came home, uh, I looked at the offerings that I've been given, Pastor James, and then looked at the uh, expenses for my trips to those three states, and I barely broke even. Hmm. And I was discouraged, thinking, well, Lord, you know, that was a waste uh, I can't even pay my house payment. I can't even buy groceries. And I remember I was just very discouraged for a couple of days. I was lying on my bed one night, and um, I, was, I think it was Saturday evening, and I was laying across the bed. I'd been studying, praying, and getting ready to preach. And I heard the Lord say to me, I mean, it, it was to me it was like an audible voice. I'm sure it wasn't audible to other people, but I heard the Lord say to me, he said, My son, I see over every mountain, beyond every valley, and around every curve in your life. Hmm. And when you get to that place in your life called there, I will have already been there and provided for you there. Well, that put an expectation and a hope in my heart that God had not forgot about me, that he knew where I was at. And that's been close to 40 years ago now, over 35 years ago. And 
it's always been an encouragement to me that I can come back to that, what I knew God spoke to me when I was going through that very tough time. I mean, I I was a traveling minister, didn't have a salary, didn't have an income other than what churches gave, people gave. But the Lord encouraged me with that, and it gave me an expectation. So that was God placing an expectation in my life and in my heart and mind that no matter what I was facing, He was able to carry me through. Yeah, what's really cool about uh, Psalm 62.5, that passage that you just read, read there is that the word expectation there in in the Hebrew is the Hebrew word tikvah and it actually is defined this way a cord that connects you to what you're longing for and so when when the psalmist says in God is my salvation and my or excuse me my soul wait thou only upon God for my expectation is from him what he's saying is that 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 God's put a cord in me that I'm connected to Him, and I'm I'm connected by that cord to what I long for in Him, and I think sometimes we 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 think you know we talk about you know our destiny we talk about our dreams we talk about our vision, you know the reality of it is we're not the author of those things, our heavenly Father is, and so and so. What it what it speaks to me is this is that I may have a dream, I may have a vision, I may have a calling, I, I have giftings, but I didn't originate those. I'm not the genesis of those. My heavenly father is, and so therefore, if he's deposited those things in me and he he's put those things in me, then obviously he's gonna connect me to those things. And I think that's what the psalmist is saying here. My expectation comes from him. I'm connected to him and I'm connected to what I'm I'm longing for. And every dream, every prophetic word, every vision uh, that that the Lord has has given to us, we can fully expect those things to come to pass because he put them in us and he's connected us to them. And I believe it's obviously because it's his will for those to take place in our life. And so we just got to stay connected. And I, I think where people miss it sometimes, it's in the uh, idea of when God gives you something that you get it all in its fullness at one time. And that's not necessarily so many things that the Lord does in our life is in seed form. You know, I, I have really been uh, focused on the parable of the sower for a long time now, for months, since first of the year. Preached on it a number of times. I think you may have shared it at, at your church, your congregation once. But the Lord has brought me back to that time and time again because Jesus expounded on the parable of the seed, what we know in Mark chapter 4 is the parable of the seed, but it's also the parable of the sower. It's the parable of the soil. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot there mm-hmm. when you look at it. And he, as he went through that story, we call it a parable. He went through it. He, he goes on down and says, he said, for the kingdom of God is that like a man casting seed into the ground. So everything about the kingdom of God is seed form. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that God does is in, a, is, is in a seed form. I was thinking about this. I think it was this morning I was reading my, one of my devotionals. I was thinking in regard to this that a lot of people miss it when it comes to, to the seed analogy of the kingdom of God for this reason. The Bible says, as a man sows, he shall also reap. Every seed produces after its kind. Give and it shall be given unto you. So we we see that concept, but a lot of people don't practice that. Um, you know, I heard somebody say years ago, said, people say, well, when my ship comes in, I'm going to be a big giver. Well, 
if you didn't plant a little seed, you're never going to get a big ship. I mean, the kingdom works in that way. You do something and it comes back. That's the kingdom of God. And the kingdom, uh, the kingdom principle is something I think people miss because they want something to happen immediately. Right. And, and the Bible talks about miracles that happen suddenly and immediately and instantly. But most things that God does in our life is here a little, there a little, little by little. I remember preaching a sermon years ago, little by little. He drove the inhabitants of Canaan out little by little. Uh, he, he, he A little bit today, a little bit tomorrow. And I think the reason being is that he knew that the people going in that were to inherit the promise couldn't take it all at one time. They couldn't handle it all at one time. So he gave them only what they could handle for a certain season. But a lot of times people miss it because they don't have the internal fortitude, the stickability, the willingness, the guts yeah. to be in it for the long term, yeah. the long haul. Yeah. I mean, you you, you, yeah, had some, yeah, you had some trucks a while back, 18-wheel trucks that yeah. you were leasing. A lot of those drivers, they drive, they're, they're long haulers. They, they don't drive from Crawfordville, Tallahassee. They may drive from Tallahassee to California. So they look at their trip for the endurance of the thing, not just for, you know, it, it's, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And people miss it sometimes because in the kingdom of God, in that principle of the seed time and, and, and harvest and sowing seed and reaping, people, they don't stay with it. Yeah. They, they don't stay with it. God's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask think, but you got to give him time. <laughs> you got yeah. to give him some time to work things out. Everything in our life doesn't come about in a day. Well, we're talking about the long haul, the long path. And and process the process of the kingdom. What's what's very interesting. Um, two things I'd like to just do a little snippet on. Number one in the New Testament, there are two primary Greek words that are used in the translation for the word healed or healing. One of the words means instant. The other word that's used for healed or healing is where we get the 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 word there. It's therapeutic, where we get the word therapeutic. There's actually some things in the kingdom, even where healing is concerned, it, it's a process. There's the instant healing at times, but then there's the, the the process called therapy, which is still kingdom. In one of Jesus's uh, parables, he talked about the seed, the blade, the ear, then the then the full then the full ear with corn on it. That that shows me a process. When he talked about the uh, the kingdom. And another place, Pastor Larry, um, he, he used the word leaven. And he says a, a little leaven, just a little leaven can get in and, and make a difference. And so there are definitely um, a process to the kingdom and timing and stickability and, and fortitude and endurance. And as used the word, it takes guts. And I think it's very interesting also we have to have to keep in mind that God doesn't have a plan B. And so I think even now we still have to go back to the genesis of it all and see the, the heart and the will of God was to have planet Earth looking just like heaven. And so God's heart is the long path. He's going to see this thing through all the way to the end until everything that he declared and said will be established. And so I think sometimes we we want to skip the process and just get to the promise versus just 
living every day by faith and, and fighting the good fight of faith. I like what uh, John Mason said. We got to become like a postage stamp. Stick with it till we arrive. <laughs> and so, uh, again, the, the long path every day is, is, is valuable and it's important. Well, I think when people do it that way and seeing things, the long path, the long haul, the long term, it gives them the ability to last. Because you, you can see it like this as little kids. The little kids have an expectation for something, say, say for their birthday, and uh, they didn't get it. Well, they're deflated. You know, the, 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 it's like the wind went out of their sails, not realizing that they could get that very thing next week or for their next birthday or whatever. But a lot of times we cast away our confidence and we cast away that seed of hope that would bring us the faith to believe if we just stick it out. And people fail in that area because they want something right now. I want, I want what is mine and I want it now. Well, I, I remember some years ago hearing people talk about faith, and there was so much about faith. Some of it was error, some of it was solid. But uh, faith is now. The Bible says now faith is. Uh-huh. And I remember back, I don't know, 35 years ago, the teaching on faith. And, and I probably missed it myself in that regard. Because a lot of times people would say, well, you know, if faith is now, then I have it right now. Well, you do by faith, but you may not have it in the manifestation. Yeah. The manifestation takes time. Yeah. And the, the word you used here just a moment ago, the process, oh, Lord, I could preach a whole series on, on the process. You, you've got to go through the process in everything that you do. It's, it's like marriage. Elaine, I've been married almost 46 years. Well, every day has not been a rose garden. <laughs> I mean, every day has not been peaches and cream. There's good days, there's bad days, there's wonderful years, there's years, it's a struggle. But we determined a long time ago that we were going to have a good, solid marriage, that we would be faithful to each other, that we would treat each other well, and we've done that. But I've seen people to get married, and I've done countless marriages over 40 years of ministry plus, and you see people, they don't last any time. They, they're, they're, it's just short. But they didn't have the mindset that this is long term. This is the yeah. long pathway. Yeah. And they cast away their confidence. They, they lose their hope for that favorable outcome that they could have had if they would have just stuck with it. Yeah. You don't want to quit on the brink of a miracle. And you don't want to cast away your confidence at the threshold of a breakthrough in your life. I wonder how many times, Pastor, that people have quit you, myself, on something when the breakthrough was coming the next day, and we quit a day too early, yeah. or we quit we quit a half a day too early, or an hour too early, or whatever. But faith, when when there's real faith in a person's heart, they're going to have some stickability and a willingness to go through the process. Uh, a woman having a baby, she conceives, have a baby, she didn't have a baby the next day. There's nine months. It goes through the process of that baby growing and developing in her womb. And there will come a time of delivery, a day of delivery, of birthing. But uh, she didn't get pregnant one day and have a baby the next day. In the same way in faith, we don't have the seed of faith one day necessarily and get uh, a harvest the next. Yeah, I heard uh, Pastor Gary um, Lucky years and years ago was going through the names of God uh, in one in a series that he was doing and and he was he's talked about he how he had learned that he was Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Sitkanu, 
Jehovah just in the nick of time. Just <laughs> and, and and but 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 the point being is to to your to what you were just saying. So many times as believers, we're if we could only see fully to the spirit realm how close we were to the miracle, to to the breakthrough, to the breaking out, to the shift, to the change, to the transformation. Maybe one more, you know, one more step, one more breath. And um, and so that kind of leads me to, I wanted to read this passage in closing. I know we just got like a minute or so left. But in Hebrews 10, 35 and 36, Pastor Larry, it says this, Therefore do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for all you need is endurance, so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. So endurance, the long path is critical to the breakthrough and to the receiving of the promise. Sticking with it till you arrive. Well, in everything we do in the kingdom of God, there is a place of departure and there's a place of arrival. And it is, it's DOA. And the DOA is not dead on arrival. It's actually the destination of arrival. Yeah. So whatever your destination of arrival is, whatever you're aiming for, believing for, hoping for, trusting God for, set your eyes on Jesus today. He's the author and finisher of your faith. And he's in it for the long term. And so should you be. You've been listening to Faith to Live By with Larry Mellinder and James Salter. Larry is the senior pastor of Church 360 in Tallahassee, and you're invited to join them for Sunday services at 9 a.m. and Wednesday services at 6.30 p.m. And find them online at church360.life. James is the senior pastor of Summit Life Church in Crawfordville, with Sunday morning prayer at 8 a.m. and worship at 10.30 a.m. And Wednesday Life Group is at 7 p.m. Find them online at summitlifechurch.net. To hear past programs, look up Faith to Live By in your podcast app. And join us every Thursday at 1130 for Faith to Live By here on Wave 94.